Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday, June 20th. Uh, Chapo's back at it again. Uh, right off the bat, I would like to apologize that the show is a day late. But um, in my defense, I was forced to celebrate the federally mandated CRT-inspired woke holiday that is Catherine Krieger's birthday. But we're coming, we're coming through the show nonetheless. You know, uh, white boys all over the country are asking their school teachers, why do I have to be responsible for Catherine's birthday? I don't even know this guy or his girlfriend. And that, friends, is the problem right there. The indoctrination that goes on when it comes to girlfriend's birthdays. And the heavy hand of the state coming into mandate that we take a day off to observe it. I'd rather be working. How are you, fellas? Did you enjoy the long weekend? Mm, it was fun. I mean, like, what's the difference for us? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like, I, I, like, I, real, like, really, really, I, I don't even I, I really don't notice. I haven't noticed probably in like six years. I actually like, like when people are like, oh, it's fucking Labor Day. I'm like, how is that different from any other day for me? Uh, it's only it's only Passover is the night that's different than any other night for you, Felix. No, not even. I eat the, I eat all of that food regardless <laughs> every night. <laughs> I I swear to God, I did feel it yesterday because I I feel like uh, Monday is the day I do work. So uh, the fact that I didn't, I was like, hmm, nice birthday holiday. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get into it for the show today. Um, look, uh, I know I, I know everyone's talking about the. Um, uh, the Titanic submersible currently at the bottom of the ocean. But I wanted to kick things off uh, today's show because I'm I'm so pissed that I didn't do this last week. And I'd like to begin today by reading um, just from a few of the recorded statements in the Rudy Giuliani lawsuit. Would you guys like to get horny with me for a second? Um, there are some good tips in here. I know that, um, well, the, the Reddit, the subreddit is not around anymore, but Presumably, there are still a lot of people dealing with issues we saw on there. Guys who don't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> and while we're a little late, you know, hopefully you haven't killed anyone in that time. But you are about to learn a treasure trove of what to say. Because this stuff worked. You know, everyone made fun of this stuff, but it worked. It worked. You can't argue with that. This is how you get girls. In at least one situation. This worked, so you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, There's some some would say this is the only thing that does work. Mm -hmm. Pay attention; you are now about to witness the strength of sex knowledge. All right, this is from the uh, okay. These are these are in, in recorded statements. Uh, Giuliani said to Miss Dunphy at very various times. Number one, I'm going to make it a little painful. <laughs> and well, at least he please, warned her. <laughs> please keep in mind. Does that mean that he, he's like, oh, I, I, I have a craftmatic, and one of the springs is poking out, and it's going to cut right into your back. I'm not going to get a different bed. He's got one of those beds where they're like, it's like basically like a hospital bed with like where one side goes up and down for various uh, reclining options, except your hand gets caught in there and crushed. Yeah, he like no one has spilled more seed on a craftmatic than Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Not even the couples on real sex. He has done the most on that thing. He is probably people have probably like not only quit the craftmatic adjustable bed customer service call center, they've had to go into therapy because of the questions that he's he's asking them. Hey, it's uh, it's Rudy. Uh, what happens when a girl squirts on the remote? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't really know what he sounds like anymore, but you you know. Uh, well, I mean, I when I try to when I try to uh, it, in you know sort of imagine in my head what Giuliani sounds like saying, I'm going to make it a little painful. All I remember, oh, like when I when I think of what Giuliani sounds like, I just remember that clip of him at the uh, the Republican National Convention. I America, in, yeah, in America, America, America. I'm gonna pop that pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna make it squat, America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we uh, had periods. We had period sex, and it. I we tore the wire uh, on the craftmatic. Do I get an entirely new one? Or are you going to replace the pot? Some <laughs> seniors are still sexually active. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't know. Uh, number two, stick it up your ass. I want to know what he was talking about, though. I, I think he was watching uh, like a Yankees game or something. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is. I mean, that's a heckle, That's not sex thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a New Yorker. Talk. That's New Yorker. Yeah, you yelled at it like an underperforming center fielder. Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton. Stick it up your ass. I mean, presumably, you know, because all of this worked on his target. Yep, that's the thing. Uh, you can only make fun Riz. of it so much. So she was probably like, oh, I have a, you know, I, I've got a sex toy shaped like, um, I don't know, uh, George Wallace. What do you want me to do with it? <laughs> a gavel. Yeah. Uh, sex, sex, sex number three or, or, or Riz talk number three. You're a fucking slut. Uh, follow, follow, and, then, and then I'm just going to in, in, in rapid succession here. You're a fucking slut. You're my bitch. I'm going to get my cock in there. I really like I'm going to get my cock in there. That sounds like that's like a plumber who's explaining to you what he's going to do. Like, OK, oh, so, I'm you gonna... know, you got the there's a blockage in there. So I'm going to get my cock in there and, you know, open, I'm gonna move it around open. Then boom. Hopefully you're going to be. You know, again. Uh, uh, I'm going to need I'm going to need a special kind of washer to fix this. But if you want, just between you and me, I'm just going to get my cock in there and we'll we'll just settle between us, you know, he, cash he, up front. He, He's really doing the bare minimum of dirty talk. It's like <laughs> this seems like something that she asked for and he's not very good at, you know? Yeah. She's like, oh, say say the craziest things to me. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna put my male sexual organ in your vagina. You <laughs> that's bitch. That's what's gonna happen. He's like, he's like, You're a whore. <laughs> also and I'm you, going you to come in you. You you suck. <laughs> you <laughs> stupid cunt. Fuck like you. It, this reminds me this reminds me um i'm i'm wondering if i should tell the story just because it's i don't want people to have more lore about me than they already have but i did i did date someone who like this is years ago wanted me to do like sort of like sort of like a dom thing of like she was like i like it when you're dominant and uh, you know, I want you to like tell me what I should wear to to my job, and I just had no idea what to do. I, like, you were like pants, I, uh, yeah, exactly. Shoes. I was like, uh, wear your skirt, <laughs> idiot. You know, like I just didn't know. It was just not in my personality. I did not know well, how yeah. to do it. I was not uh, good at it. So I feel so, I feel bad for Rudy because clearly we were going through something similar. I'm imagining the uh, like the the weekend in the idol, and he's like, "Tie your shoes, bitch." Yeah, over <laughs> under, tight, double knot that, that shit. Fuck yeah, that's a guy who's good at like he's meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's yelling at him for being a great, like a, yeah. everyone's like writing these articles like 
the weekend's a scary sex guy. We need to put him in jail. But it's like, <laughs> no, he's someone asked him to do that. And he's doing it right. That's what he advertises. I, I could, I've never been good at that. Yeah. I, I get terrified if someone asks me to do anything like this. Well, I mean, just like, like well, Rudy, just follow these tips and tricks. Uh, the next one is, is genuinely my favorite one. It's going to be one of those phrases. that's like in the running for the last conscious thought I'll have uh, right before I flatline. But it's just, it's this be a slut. Be Rudy's slut. Be, Ru- be Rudy's slut. Be Rudy's slut. America. Be it's Rudy's like he's slut. writing. It's like he's writing campaign slogans. America. Beat Rudy's slut. Like they, oh my, he's 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 fucking this younger woman, and she's like, yeah, she, she's watched like Fifty Shades of Grey and all this shit, and she's like, I, you know, I want you to be dominant, Rudy, and he, all he can think about is like the last time he ran for for president. He's like, I know exactly what to do. It also says here, uh, uh, Giuliani called Miss Miss Dunphy a whore. I mean, you know, this is this is very this is like dirty talk one oh one, you know? Yeah. Uh next up, uh, oh, this is a really good one. <laughs> this is talk about talk about having lawyer mindset when you're doing when you're being horny. Uh Giuliani said, I want to own you officially, legally, with the documents. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh my god he's awesome i want I mean, to be I able to i want to be able to sign off on your tax returns you stupid bitch give me power of attorney you freaking war <laughs> i want to contest i want to contest your property tax increases you slut moron i i love it like uh like uh his is like uh his idea of erotic servitude is like i need a legally binding document <laughs> do, do, nah. do you need a will done I'm, I'm, I need work right now. The money's not coming in. I'm kind of intrigued by the implication there that, that does really think that's an actual document? Do we not know <laughs> yes. what they're able to do? Are there, <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you say like the right uh, Masonic slogan to a judge, will he bust out the human ownership contract for you to sign? I, I think he, he accidentally revealed the main legal strategy for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, he's going to get in there and like, that's the, that's he is the marquee witness. He's going to shock everyone and be like, actually, Donald Trump isn't responsible for any of this because we legally made him property of Jared Kushner, who ordered him <laughs> to do documents. And so actually, Jared has to go to jail. And Don's fi- Donald Donald Trump uh, is fine now. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys watched that Brett Baer interview with Donald Trump over the weekend, but like uh, it. His legal defense seems to be, or at least not, not probably not his legal defense, just his defense. That's what I love about Trump. Do you think, do you think his lawyers are telling him to say this shit? But he was just like, look, the boxes, there was all kind of stuff in those boxes. I had to go through the boxes. It had my golf stuff. It had my mementos. It had my knickknacks and trinkets. I can't just, I don't know if there was a Ron War plans in there. They're just, they, they, they didn't give me time to go through my stuff. And there was a lot of stuff in those boxes that are mine. That's mine. So like every other president, I take things out. And in my case, I took it out pretty much in a hurry. But people packed it up and we, we left. And I had clothing in there. I had all sorts of personal items in there. Much, much stuff. Uh, next up on the Giuliani uh, dirty talk. Um, I can't control myself. I lose control. I think of you all the time. I'm unable to control it. I'm addicted. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, he's that's just nice. trying. Yeah. He's trying. Yeah. He's like he's, he's just really love. trying to send her an exciting message, and he he he's not very good at it. That's fine. That's like very tame, you know. Yeah. 
Might as well face it. You're addicted to love. Yeah. Uh, next up, though, this, 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 this is a little, little steamier. I can't think about you without getting hard. Even when I think about how smart you are, I get hard. <laughs> that's very nice. He's a semi-sexual. That's very, I thought that was sweet. You know, he was I like, th- he was like, I, she needs to hear a compliment on something other than her body. The hottest organ in her body is her brain. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that's what we wanted out of men is that they appreciated women for more than just their sexual attributes. Yeah. Rudy's gone woke. When I imagine Rudy Giuliani um, becoming engorged, I mean, obviously, like the first thing that happens is that I'm standing at full attention. But when I imagine him getting and maintaining an erection, I imagine sort of like his head shrinking, like or sort of like the, the, the hair dye running out of his head. It's sort of shriveling up as the blood runs from his face to his dick. And it's just sort of like he just sort of like squishes like a raisin hard all the time didn't he have prostate <laughs> cancer i think no i think will has the right idea that there's such like a limited amount of blood in his body <laughs> that it's like it's like yeah it's like um squeezing that um you know that children's toy the rubber toy where like oh you, yeah you, you squeeze it by the neck and the face blows up that's what it's probably like I was like imagining he's, like like, a, like, he, like he's like, hold on, I'm going to get hard. I'm going to I'm going to be technically dead for 20 minutes, but my dick will be hard. <laughs> <laughs> just ride me. Just ride my dead body for 20 minutes and then squeeze the dick. So the blood goes back in my brain. So I don't experience <laughs> total death. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine a two mescent Rudy Giuliani looking like a prune face from Dick Tracy. Because like <laughs> it's just it's like the, the, the capillaries are being taxed to the maximum. Yeah. All right. But but that's also like again, he's a good guy. He has like one pint of blood for his entire body. And he's mostly using it on, on this to, lady. to pleasure this woman to take her to erotic <laughs> erotic frontiers that most humans could never even imagine. Well, some would even say an erotic homestead because he's legally owning her. Rudy is Gorian. Um, please, please clip that. Um, please clip the audio of Felix saying he's a good guy. Again, he's a good guy. Because uh, the last two are Giuliani stated that he would get in trouble with underage girls if they were 16, but looked 20. Mm. And then finally said to Miss Dunphy, I think of you as my daughter. Is that weird? <laughs> um, look, um, I was legally owned by Will Meneker when I said those statements. <laughs> <laughs> Will Menneker commanded me to say that Rudy Giuliani is a good person who's respectful and that he agrees with all of his sexual actions. Uh, direct all complaints to my legal owner, Will Menneker. <laughs> my kitten is being very disobedient right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like what? Like he's okay. Well, he he's worse at dirty talk than we ever imagined. Because she was probably like, she was probably like, tell me something nasty. And he's like, I'm a pedophile. <laughs> I want to fuck my daughter. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. I got to tell you. I, I, ran over, I, I ran over someone's grandkid. I said someone else did it. Oh, you, oh, you want you want something nasty? Let's look at my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, is there any indication of like what context they were in? <laughs> Like what, uh, what prompted him to say that? <laughs> that I don't know. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's 
it's a little dirty talk to start off this episode. I hope you guys, I hope, I hope all our listeners learn something about how to how to I hope they can continue functioning and going about their day in in the in an erotic frenzy. This is how yeah. you spit game to females. People might need to to, to ease slowly into a, a cold bath or something to to relieve the genital friction that they're feeling right now. All right. Well, uh, well, moving on from the uh, from that 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 conversation. Um, I suppose. Um, th- do we have any thoughts or feelings about the people stuck on the bottom of the fucking Atlantic Ocean right now because they wanted to see the Titanic in a homemade submarine piloted by a, a Logitech fucking PlayStation controller? Nothing. Nothing. But you know, everyone's making fun of these guys, right? Like everyone's yeah. like, "Ha ha, dumbasses! You stupid rich guys! You're, you know, you're you're dying in the worst dirigible ever. Fuck you!" But I really think, like, okay. Imagine paying a quarter of a million dollars to be on this thing that is like, you know, like two square feet of an, uh, of a coffin, a coffin that's controlled by a Mad Cats controller. These guys clearly fucking look like the ocean is their favorite thing. Yeah. And I, I really think that like they we saw the photos. They're all older guys. They look like. um I don't know. They they kind of look like that picture of a, the single men's Thanksgiving that's always posted online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they look like they're from there. And I think these were are like lonely men who just they probably had a pack that's like, wouldn't it be amazing if we all had an ocean death <laughs> and were yeah. buried in the ocean? And they were like, great idea. Hey, let's find the most unsafe submarine ever. Let's find a submarine made and operated by french seafarers so it's really shoddily done so we can have a meaningful death i think they planned this and yeah yeah that's all i I have to say i think you're right about it and you know like everyone's saying like oh is it okay to laugh at this or should you not or blah 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 it's just i think you're exactly right felix maybe they wanted to die and, and like, and what a po- and what a what a what an amazing way to die, you know, to be entombed at the bottom of the North Atlantic, right next to the Titanic and all those other dead people. And you know, look, if you're the Titanic, I mean, talk about staying relevant, you know, it's it's killing people then and now. The Titanic, mean, how, many, how many other shipwrecks are still getting catching bodies? The Titanic is one of the greatest brands in history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I. Look, I am happy for these guys, no matter what. We know they're good people because they were able to spend $250,000 on this. They've been blessed by Neptune. They probably sang their, like, with their last breaths, they sang a Gilbert and Sullivan song about the ocean and then entered <laughs> Sweden's race. A British tar is a soul. Shut the fuck up. There's only four <laughs> ounces of oxygen left in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, yeah. Like the the stupid pilot was like, guys, we need to conserve it, and they're just singing their hearts out. They're like, you're going down with us. And is this be ever ready for a knockdown blow? When I was a lad, I served a term as an office boy to an attorney's firm. I cleaned the windows and I swept the floor, and I polished up the handle on the big front door. He polished up the handle on the big front door. I polished up the handle so carefully that now I am the ruler of the Queen's Navy. He polished up the handle so carefully that now he is the ruler of the Queen's Navy. So yeah, that, that, uh, that's that story. Um... I guess uh, another another story to note this weekend. I, I guess back back to the presidential race. I talked about the the Trump Brett Bear interview, where it certainly seems like uh, 
Fox News has got the knives out for for Donny 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 T. Um, I mean that that was kind of funny. It was like I, I liked I liked his take that it was just like the boxes were just it was like moving, you know, like the boxes were just filled with his shit from the White House, and you know he didn't have time to go through it. Uh, but I guess the other big uh, political interview of the weekend was uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on uh, Joe Rogan. I don't know. We talked about we talked about the RFK campaign uh, a little bit on this show, but I mean I don't know. Would would it, would it be out of line to call him re F. Kennedy? Or I can't I can't say that anymore. <laughs> We, yeah, I was, you beat me to it. I was going to say, looks like we know what the R stands for. <laughs> it was a little more artful, you know? I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be fair here because, you know, like, I, I guess my attitude on RFK as a, a protest vote is that, like, for every one seemingly sensible thing he says that I think is uh, worthy of inclusion in a national dialogue for whatever the fuck that means. Um, his, his views on almost everything else are just too stupid to countenance. Like I, I just, I can't take him seriously and it's not just because of his voice. Yeah. And, but like a protest, a protest vote, your protest vote is for a candidate who like meets with Rabbi Shmuley and says the exact same shit that Joe Biden says about Israel. Boring. Boring. Yeah, that 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 that's not just boring and like annoying. It like it tells me that RFK is stupid enough to think that he will legitimately have a shot. He's so stupid that he's like, oh, I I may actually be president, so I need to triangulate for the for the lobby. That tells me he's a moron. It seems like he's sort of trying to be a halfway crook when it comes to being a crank, which like I, I don't respect. I think you got to like you got to be a crank or not be a crank. And it seems to me like he's on, on any on any good piece of crankery. He's he's triangulating. But just on the fucking vaccine shit, he's just he can't stop talking about it. And Felix, I agree with you. It's just like I don't give a shit about the vaccine stuff. I love vaccines. I love all medicine. Like you said, medicine I take, tastes I take, great. I take a vaccine a day and I feel great. Uh, but you know, like, I, but but that, that being said, it's like I'm I'm comfortable in that, so I don't mind people saying it's poison. You know, it's just everyone's got their. I license, don't know. You know. I don't know any. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to know? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so annoying that this has become like a <laughs> we have debate. To debate. I, am not going, <laughs> I am not going to do my own research. Fuck you. Everyone, everyone is is really stupid, and even dumber people are like you have to argue with me about what's in the shot. And it's like, neither of us know <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like me and another guy who haven't seriously like thought about any hard science for like 20 years since we were like in school, we're, we're going to argue about like, uh, you know, Oh, is there really mercury in it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> what's the right amount of mercury to have. I don't know whatever I have. It's probably fine. Who gives it? Shut the fuck up. None of us know. Fuck you. What? It's like it's like if there was like a a national debate about calculus. Like fuck (laughs) off. None of us know. Shut up. And and like most of the time, most of the time when someone is really into this stuff is real is like I have my own petri dish and I looked at the vaccine. When (laughs) when when someone's like that, but they're like with me on foreign policy and they're like we need to get rid of nato it's like fine i will i will accept your you know you being into that for being with me on these other things but rfk is he's like a regular democrat at the end of the day with everything else no matter what he says his true heart is with status quo and foreign policy even if he 
says these things about empire. He always walks back to the normal position, but he's like, now that I'm done talking about the boring stuff like NATO and um, the endless wars and, and, and uh, BDS. Okay. How about this? You know, let's, run through the entire periodic table and we'll talk about what's good and bad to have in your body. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't think you, none of, none of us know. Fuck you. Look, my, my attitude on vaccines is that like, it's, 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 it's my vice. I think it's a harmless vice, but like, don't yuck my yum. But in terms of everything else related to vaccines, it all falls under my very strictly enforced, no homework policy. I am not, giving myself homework nor will i even for a second allow anyone to assign me homework he, yeah look with vaccines when i was 23 i smoked the grossest cigarettes ever created because they were a dollar cheaper than all the normal ones they were called winston's mm, normally when you good, see a, like pack, a cigarette should that's what they say it's actually <laughs> disgusting it actually the only other time i saw winston's they were being smoked by like a a very like dry looking old man that you would see at the slot section of the casino, <laughs> not the good slots. Felix, I smoked Winston's in high school. Pr- they're awful, <laughs> truly <laughs> terrible. Uh, you know, so you know. But I still, well, you know, so it was I, like, I, I was I was coming uh, into being a bad kid, and the other bad kids had to school me that like uh, Winston's are bad. Don't smoke this shit; they're bad for you. So I was like, oh, thank God, Marlboro. I, I, I smoked camels and I, I smoked cools for like a year in high school. Though. I don't know why I did that. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck I was trying to prove. <laughs> what, what a weird choice. I didn't even really like them. But um, anyway, I, in that time, I still like overcame all the poison that's in Winston's that isn't in normal cigarettes. And I, you know, I ran a really quick mile. I would run pyramid sprints at a 500 pound deadlift. And I feel like if the human body can process Winston's, then it can process (laughs) autism, mercury, (laughs) uranium, anything else that's in vaccines. And if you can't, if you have a vaccine injury, it's because you committed a terrible crime in a previous life. If you have, (laughs) if you're one of the few that's injured by a vaccine, I hate to break it to you. One of your past lives, you were probably a Gilda Ray type figure. <laughs> well, hate to say. I mean, one of the things that RFK says in, in interviews about like the vaccine autism link is that he's like, when, when I was growing up, I don't remember knowing a single autistic person. And now it seems like they're everywhere. And there's a certain, I mean, because like I wasn't alive. They're every, back then. Yeah, of course I wasn't they're alive every, back then. They're everywhere. Like, Look at your campaign. <laughs> No, but like what I mean is like when I try to imagine like what it was like for my parents growing up and I'm just like in my head, like I'm not, you know, in my mind palace. I'm like, yep, no, that checks out. I don't see any autistic kids in my parents' high school. But the thing is, there were tons of autistic people back then. They just didn't know it. Like Dwight Eisenhower was probably autistic. Like, you know, probably half of the handsome generals were were autistic. autistic. If you're autistic and from like a good family and had like a useful, you, you could have a useful talent, they would just like beat the shit out of you every day until you know you were like okay i have to stop stimming at work <laughs> but if you were not from a rich family then they just killed you and that's like why he doesn't understand like if you were if, if your dad like his job was just to go into the coal mine and get dirty <laughs> like not even to get coal 
he, he was just the designated, you know, get dirty guy. The dirt boy. The dirt boy of the coal mine. And he made three cents a day, which is what most jobs were it's like. A, it's a good job. It was that, you know, you can still buy a 4,000 square foot house on that <laughs> for 35 cents. You would. Yeah, you and you were one of his nine kids and you're autistic. They're throwing you off a cliff. I guess like uh, in terms of like uh, his his triangulating on crankery. Do you remember a couple of weeks back with like the the Roger Waters concert in Germany that was like uh, canceled and then uncanceled? And they tried to make a whole big deal about of like imagery from the wall that was supposedly like neo-Nazi or anti-Semitic. I mean, it was all, it was all garbage, but it was like, you know, our RFK was out there um, defending uh, his boy, Roger Waters. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, this is not anti-Semitism. I stand with Roger Waters. And then they were like, uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, he was attacking Israel. And he was like, what? I thought he was just attacking Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he threw him over the bus. He was like, oh, no, we like, uh, like, yeah, like this is inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. Like, so unforgivable. Yeah, unforgivable. That doesn't show particularly good judgment, in my opinion. And I guess like Fuck the only, like, yeah, the, yeah, like I mean, because you know, if you if, to, to say that the, the that Pink Floyd's The Wall is like a fascist document is just like it's too stupid to even consider. So the fact that you either like believe that or were willing to like walk it back and lie about that, this is not particularly encouraging. And the other the other thing I'll say that's not particularly encouraging about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Is that uh, that David Sachs asshole was holding a big fundraiser for him? And it's like, look, I, you like you know, everyone needs money to run for office, but like when I think about all of the other things David Sachs has endorsed or tried to sell the world, like it doesn't exactly uh, inspire confidence in the RFK Jr. presidential campaign or RFK. Period. I mean, if this if we're categorizing RFK as another David Sachs investment. He may die in the next week. <laughs> That's very possible. And we would thank God. Like, I don't want him to die. Like, I don't want his family to be sad or anything like that. You know, his family seems lovely, but less people will be going, you know, you need to look at the molecules in fucking vaccines. That's, you know, sometimes bad stuff needs to happen. I mean, the fact that 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 this stuff is like supposed is now just assumed by millions of people to be a matter for public deliberation is a sign that the entire edifice of uh, like authority has collapsed. And that seems like a way bigger deal, because if that's the case, if like the, the basic uh, processes that are supposed to create like publicly agreed upon understandings of like scientific uh, phenomenon and, and, and medical uh, policies, if that is totally untrustworthy for millions of people and they demand that we do public uh, 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 politicized uh, discussions of stuff that regular people do not know anything about, uh, you're not getting closer to the truth. You are showing that that is an impossibility at this point because you can't even address the fundamental collapse of the institutions you can't even point to the real foundational cracks like the fact that every nobody trusts medicine because it's a fucking giant uh money-making operation that leaves people broke and sick no matter what they do and that and so instead of address the the inability to address that at all means there's got to be some realm we think that we could debate on and it ends up being a place that is the least politically useful because it's the least accessible to regular people, but we've all convinced ourselves that we could do the research. Yeah. You don't it, know anything. It's the right. It's the perfect, 
perfect mechanism to keep everything in status quo because people, this is probably the dumbest people have been since like the year 1100. You know, <laughs> yes. it's yes, pretty much absolutely. like, the, it's the same too. It's like, we do, we have witches. We have people who think they can move the moon. Like 40% of Americans think the devil is actively pursuing them in their lives. I literally, man, I saw a post the other day. This was insane. This was like 10 years ago. If you said this, you would rightfully be killed by a local police department. But now it's cool to say this guy was like, um, hey, uh, hello, fellow Catholics. I've been having visions of Joan of Arc. Can anyone tell me what this means? And and all the like all the reply, the most liked replies were like, what? This is almost certainly the devil trying to fool you. <laughs> like it was tech support. Like it's like you go on Reddit when there's something wrong with your graphics card. That's what the thread was like. And it's like, watch it, you know, go, you know, run, run a virus scan, get the devil out of there. And it's to me, it's like you people are fucking insane. Like this would this would be insane five years ago. Like everyone wait, wait would second. be like, you're all crackheads. Wait a second. So, th- th- so this person says, like, I I believe like the the Holy Spirit is sending me visions of Joan of Arc, or that I am Joan of Arc reborn, or something like that. What do I do? Well, what the fuck? I think it'd be pretty self evident. Pick up the sword and fight the British. Well, he was saying visions of Joan of Arc. Okay. And well, what did she he do? was resoundingly told it was the devil trying to trick him. <laughs> and that's like that's like. 30% of Americans, 40% are like, you know, no, that's stupid. Anyway, we're, me and my friends are casting a spell to protect the moon. And then there's like a QAnon people where it's like Ryan O'Neill is trapped inside a, a crystal and we have to get his soul <laughs> to, to battle Neville, Neville Chamberlain and Tron. And, and that's, it's, yeah, the dumbest populace ever. And you take that 100% and it's like, okay, all of these disparate factions, all of you, let's debate about biochemistry. <laughs> Horrible. Well, well, I, I, saw, I saw this guy. I saw, I saw a post this weekend that was, I think it was actually a Republican politician. And it was like side-by-side photos of Joe Rogan shirtless. And this like immunologist doctor that's become the new villain of all this. I don't know who this guy is. I don't really want to again. I don't care. Not looking into it. But he's sort of a dorky looking guy who has a bow tie and glasses and looks like sort of a, like a, a, a goofy, like, you know, uh, a goofy nerd. And they were like, uh, who do you trust more with, uh, you know, uh, your health? I know where I'm going. And it's like, well, I trust Joe Rogan more on like workout advice, which is like a part of health, but like much past that, I'm afraid I'm still trusting someone with a PhD. And I don't know what that means, but like I, I didn't, I, I didn't get a PhD and I guess that's an appeal to authority, but it's, it's what I've been sticking with. It's just what I'm sticking with. Yeah, like, the alternative Rogan- is doing all your own homework and then somehow like dying from drinking bleach anyway. Joe Rogan's organs are the size of beach balls. He looks at, like he's, he's, he is only not dead because he's, he's going to a steroid doctor. So, you know, some doctors are good, I guess. If it's a steroid doctor, it's good. <laughs> but if it's like a, if it's a, you know, a vaccine doctor, he should be killed. I like it's yeah, no, I, 
I would like they they posted a shirtless picture of Joe Rogan who has like the worst gear gut out of anyone, and they're like, uh, like the obvious answer is that you're supposed to take medical advice from him. <laughs> I well, no, uh, I don't get it. Well, after uh, well, uh, look, I, I've I've ripped RFK now, uh, so like I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it back here, and I'm just gonna say, uh, equally entertaining to me is all of the consternation and hysteria among the, the the Biden Democrats and like the Democratic Party that like this is a threat to our democracy. This is a, he's being funded by right wing billionaires and he's spreading lies and misinformation. And this is all just a plot or whatever. And it's just like, look, if if, if that's the case and this is a threat to Biden, and the Democratic parties, it's like, well, a self-inflicted. Because every poll says that Biden, like no one wants him to run for president. And also, like, it, once again, not my problem. Not my problem. Just enjoy the show. It's going to be fun. You guys picked this 1000 year old man because you were like, we have to get Biden. He's the most electable. And then like three years later, it's like, guys, we have terrible news. The least charismatic man <laughs> ever is destroying his popularity. RFK Jr. is destroying Biden's presidency, which it's not even that like RFK Jr. is not doing that. But it's like that would not if he really was the most electable guy, that would not be a concern. Yeah, you'd not be sweating it. I mean, it it goes to and the, the hysteria with which they freak out about it is they're suppressed, the suppressed horror that they feel because they really do believe uh, a a untenable thing, which is that the Democratic Party is the last line of defense uh, against complete destruction of all political democratic institutions, the rise of fascism, and yet that institution, the Democratic Party, is incapable of stopping an eighty-year-old senile man with forty percent approval rating from risking an election. They can't. St- there's nothing within the party that can stop this from happening as long as he wants it, and that's their hope. That is their that that is what the institution that they've invested their entire uh, belief in a future in, and it is that fundamentally non-functional. Of course, they're going to scream at anybody who m- is reminds them of that fact. And you know, like I'm not, <sighs> I'm not the voting cops here, but like as far as protest go, protest votes go. I'm going with the good Dr. Cornell West just simply for no other reason than I want to be referred to as Brother Will sometime in the future, <laughs> perhaps in an interview on this show. Cornell West is an infinitely better choice than RFK Jr. Even if he is running in the Green Party, yes, you know, I, um, you know, he's not making me do any homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we and should he's really, all, there, sh- there needs to be this line in the sand against people telling you to, to learn how to do science. Yeah, I didn't and, do that in high school. You're not going to get me to do it now. And he's, uh, you know, he's never turned his back on Roger Waters. That I do know. I just another piece from the uh, the campaign. I got I got a DeSantis clip that I'm hoping, uh, Chris, can you bring that? Can you bring that up? I want to play this clip because it has. It's very. Um, there, there's a hell on earth connection to this clip, and I want to share it. It's it's Ron DeSantis being grilled by David Brody of the Christian Broadcasting Network on his Catholic face and what it means to him. So this is Ron DeSantis on Catholicism. Uh, talk to me a little bit about theology from, from, uh, you know, from the Roman Catholicism standpoint. There's a lot of uh, tradition, there's a lot of rituals. It's, it's, that's kind of how it's steeped in. 
evangelicals kind of see it as that born-again relationship with Jesus. How, how do you process that? Have you thought about that type of stuff? You think about everything. I mean, I would think... Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, if, you know, if you think about, like, you know, what's the most uh, compelling part of the Bible, there's a lot. For me, I would point out, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, that's ultimately what the faith centers around. Yes, there's a lot of traditions, you know, and I think a lot of those are, 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 are nice, but at the end of the day, it's kind of, you know, where is your heart with respect uh, to God? And, and what is that relationship? And so, you know, that to, to us, my wife and I, is kind of where we center mm-hmm. uh, that. And, um, you know, some of the history, I think, is, 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 is really neat. And I've never actually been able to, be, to go over, uh, over to, to, to the Vatican <laughs> and see that. Uh, but um, in terms of kind of how we do it, you know, we really just focus on, you know, what is the cornerstone, uh, you know, of, of being a Christian in the, in the modern world? And I think it's, it's really back to that in, in, in John. You consider yourself Roman Catholic today, still? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, tell me a little bit about. Do you have a like a favorite Bible verse, or is there something that kind of? I would say I'm the way, the truth, and the life from the from the Book of John. I mean, I think that. Yeah. These are the same one he said. All right, all right, all right. We don't need we don't need to see the rest uh, of it. Uh, the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Um, <laughs> uh. Okay, so there you have it, Ron DeSantis. You shall not be saved by works alone. Uh, yeah. th- doesn't this just uh, uh, just completely prove, uh, Matt and Chris, your thesis that all American Catholics are just Protestants? Yeah, that, that, that's that's some Protestant ass shit there. And yeah, like, he's not Catholic- even really violent. Like mo- pe- people aren't going to even say that that's wrong because, like, what else? What else? What else you got? You know, we got he really else. does not like that he's Catholic. He's very annoying. To yeah, him. he he wishes he was a mega church guy, just like he wishes he was a. I guess from from western pennsylvania yeah he hates yeah yeah he he's he really resents he resents being a florida guy and resents being born there like he's in his book he's like i may have been born like in a tiki bar uh (laughs) you you know my my birthplace may have been desecrated by the filming of an hbo real sex episode but my epigenetic roots are in allegheny county pennsylvania and i'm basically from there Uh, I like when he says that, like, you know, uh, Roman Catholicism, all its traditions, they're neat. They're They're, they're pretty neat. Yeah, it's neat. And he says the history of the traditions, they're neat. But he says, I haven't been able to go to Rome to see any of this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like to encounter the history. You got to go. You got to visit. Got to visit. It's uh, it's interesting that he has not been able to make it to Rome to uh, explore his Catholicism, but he has been to Tel Aviv. (laughs) <laughs> and Jerusalem. Yes, good point. Good point. Well, that is, that is Rome for the evangelical. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is this was my favorite uh, news article of the week. It is headline: Restaurant used fake priests to hear workers' confessions. Feds say. This is by uh, Shara Aviona for the Washington Post. The owners of a Northern California taqueria chain will pay 140000 in back wages and damages after federal investigators found they used a fake priest to elicit confessions of wrongdoing from their employees, the Labor Department announced this month. Labor officials began looking into allegations that employees weren't being paid overtime wages at the Sacramento area chain, Taqueria Garibaldi, in May 2021. As investigators contacted employees, they learned that a man who purported to be a priest had been introduced by the owner to get the sins out of the restaurant workers, one former employee said in an affidavit filed in the case. The priest began meetings with a prayer, 
Labor Department investigator Raquel Alfaro testified last year. He then asked employees whether they were loyal to owner Eduardo Hernandez and whether they had ever stolen from him. As soon as the confession started, I found the conversation to be strange and unlike normal confessions where I would tell a priest about the sins I wanted to confess. Former employee Maria Parra said in her sworn declaration, the priest mostly had work-related questions, which I thought was strange. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is Catholicism that Ron DeSantis can get behind. Yeah. It gets even worse here. Restaurant management also threatened employees with adverse immigration consequences and used pooled tips to pay managers, the Labor Department said June 12th. Another unnamed employee told investigators that manager Alejandro Rodriguez would not let us sit down and eat, forcing workers to hide in the refrigerator during <laughs> meals. <laughs> I, uh... I just love the idea of like, okay, like, this is this is the work priest. You've heard of the hip priest. Here's the work priest. And then it's like, uh, uh, Father, it's been... It's been one week since my last confession. Uh, I had, um, uh, you know, I coveted, uh, I, I had in, in pure thoughts or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 fuck that. I, have, you, have you been, have you been, <laughs> have you been uh, reporting all your tips? Have you been, uh, have you said, have you had, have you had bad thoughts about your manager? Please confess that. Every, every restaurant owner in America has like the exact same personality as Reinhard Heydrich. <laughs> it's really incredible. Uh, it's not even like full. It's not even fully greed because I mean it is, but like if you really wanted to make as much money as possible, you wouldn't be in the restaurant business. Um, it's a really shitty way to make money. It's almost like secondary to your main focus of immiserating your employees. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Get, you get to do some real hands-on misery making when you're a restaurant tour. Real intimate stuff. Yeah, well, you know, I had to close my restaurant. I may have only made negative $700,000 over the last 20 years, but at least I ruined a lot of lives. Yeah. Well, I I like this merging of the service industry and, and religion, and particularly the Catholic Church, because look, okay, for our Catholic listeners out there, here's what you do. Here's a little tip. Next time you go to confession, you go, you're in the box. The, the little screen opens up. You, you see the, the priest is ready to take your confession. Lay out five single dollar bills in the box. <laughs> and then during the confession, when he's like really not bringing it, just take one away. And what, what's left over is what you're going to put in the collection plate. So just let, let, let these priests know that they're on notice. I, I would like to take it a step further and um, make all confession boxes the official Yum Brands confession box. <laughs> a chicken and boss. Yeah. Like if you, you have like maybe a sin card and if you, if you commit a sin and then you do your Hail Marys and you don't commit the same sin for the rest of the year, you get like a punch. And if you get 10 punches, you get a free famous bowl. <laughs> But any repeat sins that gets taken off of your existing Yum brand points. <laughs> and they just slide you the bowl like through the little yeah. professional slit. It's like if yeah. you're in like if you're in on death row or something, you know, you just get like your a tray stuck through the little slot. Oh, and but then yeah. yeah, then Ron DeSantis can like issue an executive order where he's like, uh, new new thing, everyone executed in Florida, their yum brand points go to the families of their victims now <laughs> not to the oh, families of those executed there's another bit in the uh the DeSantis David Brody sort of theological seminary uh where Ron talked about how like he 
he likes to imagine himself or like he always wonders what it would have been like to be one of Jesus's disciples. In terms of, um, you know, throughout history. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think like, you know, could I have been there with, with Jesus's disciples? I mean, you know, these are people who, you know, Peter's just fishing one day and all of a sudden you know, this guy comes up to him catches all the fish and says, you know, you're going to be fisher. I want you to be a fisher of men. Come with me. And, you know, to talk about what that was like, um, you know, talk about what their, what their impressions are. You know, what are that? Uh, I look back at that and would love to have been, uh, been able to be there with them. And I think that, oh, like, yeah, that is, is awesome. such a fucking funny idea to imagine Ron DeSantis walking around Galilee and just like, being like, oh, wine. Oh, it's got sugar. Or like, you know, loaves. No, thanks, no, man. Ugh. No bread for me, man. <laughs> the, the one thought I had I'm not carbo loading like, the, one, the one intrusive thought I had about this is at the last supper when Jesus says one of you will betray me there's just like his squeaky voice just, just says wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow well it's really it's not gonna be me that's what I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> just silver falling out of every pocket in his robe <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually just sold my hut recently. That's what this is. That in, I love that interview because the way yeah, the you the way he talked about it, you said it was like he he was talking about it like um it was being on a movie set. He sounds like such a fucking boob. He goes, "I really wonder what that would have been like to be there with John and Paul." And, you know, meet all these guys and be like, man, you were a fisherman and now you're an apostle. What was that like? <laughs> like he wants to go back. He wants to go back in time to do like Chris Farley interviews of all the apostles. <laughs> it's like and then Jesus Christ being around him is like Harrison Ford in every interview he has to do. Where he's just like, he's like, wow, you're, you're the son of man and the son of God. What's that like? And he's just like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what's, what, what's a Red Hulk? How much, how much longer do we got here? Okay, all right. Does the Holy Ghost ever open up around you? <laughs> what, how'd you get into being a Messiah? <laughs> I would. I think that would be a great educational tool to do like a VeggieTales style thing, but it's Ron DeSantis sent back in time to different historical events. Ron DeSantis at the forming of, of Islam, meeting Muhammad. Punches Pilate. I'd be like, we're, we're going to revoke your, yeah, we're going to revoke the tax status from your, your <laughs> Roman protectorate, man. <laughs> he, yeah, he is, I, I, I really like anyone who asks any question that makes Ron get creative. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sick of Saturnalia being shoved down our throats. We don't want the we don't want this woke holiday in Palestine, man. <laughs> Tired of all this ass fucking going on. I I am gonna be really sad when like we get less interviews from him. Yeah, he's gonna figure out eventually that the more he talks, the less good it is for him. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh and I guess look the uh, the last story I got for today. This is uh courtesy of uh uh, the Intercept, uh, Daniel Bogoslaw, Sam Biddle, and Ken Klippenstein. This is about uh, the Pentagon's Secret Service trawls social media for mean tweets about generals. Our beautiful, beautiful, handsome generals are getting roasted online. And the Pentagon is, uh, hey, they've got, they've got a new unit to deal with this. 
It says here, when the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, enters into his scheduled retirement later this year, one of the perks will include a personal security detail to protect him from threats, including embarrassment. The U.S. Army Protective Services Battalion, the Pentagon's little-known Secret Service equivalent, is tasked with safeguarding top military brass. The unit protects current as well as former high-ranking military officers from assassination, kidnapping, injury, or embarrassment, according to Army records. Protective Services mandate has expanded to include monitoring social media for direct, indirect, and veiled threats and identifying negative sentiment regarding its wards, according to the Army procurement document dated September 1st, 2022, and reviewed by The Intercept. The expansion of the Protective Service Battalion's purview has not been previously reported. I like um, I like the um, the carve out for embarrassment. Like it, it, uh, presumably these guys are all like operators, former Delta. They blend in army. Rangers. If they, it, yeah. If they see like the three stooges are walking down the street with a giant cake in general Millie's direction, they will kill on sight. They have a, they have a around the clock security detail to pr- protect them from a, a potential pants dude style scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mark, Mark Millie's pants they, just fly off, and he's like, "Oh God, my dick! Fuck, my, my fully erect dick! Oh fuck!" So all these guys pulling out every type of belt they can find and suspenders. A guy just jumps across the dick like he's taking a bullet. No, <laughs> but yeah, our, our handsome, beautiful generals, uh, just be be nicer to them online, you know, because well, the, the, the um, secret service detail is out there. This reminds me of um of a favorite topic of ours, the the Queenie generals of the past. Uh, yeah, they really would have loved this. Like, don't tell me Douglas MacArthur would not have loved like his very own beehive, like the Nicki Minaj fans. Yes, yes, <laughs> like would have loved that. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the, the MacArthur Hive is guy. MacArthur Hive is coming for Harry Truman. <laughs> we know that the generals go insane with like any kind of attention. Like, look what happened with uh, McChrystal. Like, some reporter shows yeah, up for a Michael weekend Hastings. and he goes insane off of Bud Light limes and starts saying how he wants to give Joe Biden a swirly. And of course, uh, uh, David Petraeus uh, getting all horned up and just giving his biographer access to everything. As soon as people decided he was a genius, well, these guys are all snapping. And uh, like uh, the stories about like Miley uh, at the end of the book of uh, the Trump presidency, like running around being like, I am the last line of defense. They're all they're all. And, and of course, uh, who could forget mild mannered, like regular old general Michael Flynn, who took one <laughs> look at the Internet and his brain melted like it was in a fucking microwave. Yeah, Michael uh, Flynn, Michael Flynn, like until he was 60, probably the most boring guy in the world, would eat an apple with a knife and fork. <laughs> and then he sees like one meme by an insane person that's like Michael Flynn's cool. And he's like, I've uh, been I've been talking to Cleopatra in my dreams. And we're going to kill all the child rapers soon. <laughs> I just I, I hope none of these generals start getting messages from Joan of Arc. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, is there a Pentagon unit that like watches out for demons that there sends should be people? There really should be. I didn't know. Apparently, this Joan of Arc thing is widespread. Like, it's a very popular technique by demons. Have you seen this woman in your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this French teenager in your dreams? She may have looked somewhat boyish. 
had sort of a bob haircut. Let us yeah. know. It could be a demon. But what if, what if Joan of Arc is actually out there trying to contact people from the other side and he's just getting, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, it, it's like how every phone call now is a fucking scam. Like, did you see that thing about how the mayor, like President Biden was trying to call the mayor of Philadelphia after the I-95 collapse and the guy just like picked up his phone. It was an unregistered number, unrecognized number. And he was like, fuck this and didn't pick it up. <laughs> So like I you know like like a similar thing may be happening in the spiritual realm now where like you, you know one out of every 50 uh contacts from past lives is is of life changing importance you need to pick up the phone but you don't because most of the time they're just fucking demons trying to rip you off well that would be incredible because like you know they say like a lot of the scam the scams come from like the specific place in India where they like really figured it out they're really good at it that would mean those guys have, you know, they've surpassed their mastery of the telephone and now they're on to astral projection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Hello, Joan of Arc. Are you there? You beautiful angel. I live in Castle. <laughs> there really there really is like this one. Romeo dialing Amelia, Romeo dialing Amelia Earhart. <laughs> yeah. There really is, though, this like one town in India where like. <laughs> It is, that's like the the main thing is like fooling stupid old Americans like they're it's like once one town in particular I forget what it's called but they're just like awesome at it there there's this uh, YouTuber who's like his main thing is like getting these scam callers and he he like figured it out but I um yeah does he, does he just like get them on the phone and then just wind them up yeah yeah he's oh, good he's, for him yeah, he's good, but um, I don't know. He should ask them about their ability to enter the dreams of young Catholic men. <laughs> uh, just uh, you know, pick up pick up the phone when it calls. It could be Joan of Arc calling. Yeah, pretty cool how a major form of human communication is now completely unusable <laughs> thanks to scams and flams. I, good um, luck with that. That was in uh, a Jeet Pie thing. Remember Jeet Pie? Oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. He was the the fidget spinner FCC guy. Yeah, he was the guy who like, um, he changed a lot of like the few remaining FCC guidelines on stuff like this, like spam calls. Uh, like he probably singularly more responsible for, you know, getting scam getting scam texts and calls at an increased I mean, rate in the last three years. If you want to talk about a guy who. It would be universally regarded to be good and funny if he died in a submarine next to the Titanic. I Jet Pie would be <laughs> yes. top of that fucking list. Everyone would agree on that one. He, um, do you remember when he did a Harlem Shake video in like 2018? Oh yep. yeah, it was. Oh epic. yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully he gets into a dirigible soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we could get him on one. We could be like, Ajit, we just found a meme dirigible. It's got Dat Boy and Harambe. And all the hilarious memes you love on there. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be setting it down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Enjoy. Uh, let's leave it there for the day. But before we go, we got some announcements. Kicking it over to Chris. Hello, everybody. Yes, we have two different exciting announcements today. First, uh, I can announce what maybe our only live shows this year. We'll see what happens. But uh, so far, the only ones we have scheduled. We are finally. Coming to Canada. Uh, this yes. is a big tour, but we are spending an extended weekend in uh, Ontario and Quebec. We are going to be in Toronto 
on Thursday, August 17th at Danforth Music Hall and in Montreal at, on Saturday, August 19th at the Corona Theater. Uh, now, we are, I'm still getting final information on these things. I believe we are going to be offering a Patreon pre-sale. I will be making all these announcements on the Patreon and on Twitter. So just keep your eyes out for how these tickets are going to go on sale when the links are all up and ready to go together. But if you live in Toronto... Uh, and want to come to see us, keep uh, Thursday, August 6th, 17th open. And if you live in Montreal and want to come and see us, keep Saturday, August 19th open. Ticket links will be out as soon as I have them. You guys excited for uh, Canada? And I'm no. very excited. And, and just <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quick note, uh, a little bit of housekeeping here. There will be two shows in Montreal, the first in English, the second in French. Uh, yes, we will be uh, we will be winging the French. Yes, <laughs> for the for I will entire never speak uh, ninety French. minutes. Then the second thing I have is we have a new feature launching tomorrow. That is Wednesday the twenty first on Patreon. This is a digital shop on Patreon. Um, what this is is the ability to, in addition to subscribing, which is always a feature there uh, for the weekly episodes, we have we are releasing a few digital collections of some. Uh, classic uh, genres of episodes we have. Uh, we are launching this tomorrow with four digital collections. Uh, I have put together um, a collection of all of our movie reviews split into two parts. So each of those is about 20 episodes. I have put together all of our Matt's inebriated past episodes, plus the Poppy series uh, into one collection of, I believe, 17 episodes. And then all of our TV reviews, that's all of our classic Aaron Sorkin series, uh, the West Wing one, the Newsroom episode, plus all of Felix's... Let's not forget Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. ...into a collection. Oh, it's Studio 60, of course, yes. Uh, and that is like 25 episodes. You can purchase all of those for one-time fee, uh, each of those collections for a one-time fee of nine ninety nine. dollars uh, Now, I assume a lot of you guys are already subscribers who are listening to this, but if you're not, or if you just want all those episodes in one place, uh, that will be available at patreon.com slash chapo trap house slash shop. Or if you know, you know somebody you, uh, you think would be, it might be interested in getting into the show and want a good way to test out what the subscription offers you, that's a good way to get in. So uh, those collections will be available starting tomorrow, Wednesday, June 21st. So digital collections. And then as time goes on, we're going to add more stuff to that, including some of the miniseries like Movie Mindset and uh, Hell on Earth. Uh, but we're going to let those be subscription only probably through the summer and then towards the end as we launch a new round of miniseries, which we'll tell you more about later. Uh, we'll make those available. So those are two things. Live shows. Uh, ticket information coming soon and digital collections live tomorrow. Thank you. That, that ought to keep the little SOPs quiet. It's the <laughs> 999 plan. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, check those out. And I uh, uh, hope to see you guys in Canada in August. All right. Uh, signing off for today. Bye-bye. Speakeasy. Speakeasy. I'm leaving town. I'm going right away. Everything up there is okay. Take it easy. Take it easy, we've got a hunch. You won't go east, you won't go west. Well, we'll all go in a bunch. We'll be leaving in the summer, and we won't come back till fall. Goodbye, Broadway, hello, Montreal. There'll be no more orange phosphates, you can bet your inger saw. Goodbye, Broadway, hello, Montreal. We're on our way, we're on our way. And we'll make hoop, hoop. Night and day. There'll be photographs of breweries all around our bedroom wall. Goodbye, Broadway. Hello, Montreal.